0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Job Talk, the podcast for mid-career professionals looking for practical career guidance. I'm Kat Troyer.
1: And I'm Liz Bronson. Hey, Liz, how's it going? It's great, Kat. I'm excited to get into this today.
0: Me too, me too. And today we are unpacking a concept that many of us have around jobs and careers and sometimes other parts of our lives too. Mm -hmm. We're gonna talk about fear and doubt. And these two monsters can come in the form of imposter syndrome self-deprecation, and holding yourself back. And we want to talk about fear and doubt and how to overcome them in the workplace. And we're going to share some practices that can help you to navigate them. Mm -hmm. One of my goals with my clients is to normalize fear and doubt because experiencing them are a normal part of the human experience. Mm -hmm. How we navigate our fear and doubt will have a huge impact on our careers in the long run.
1: Absolutely. A hundred percent. So let's just dive in and talk about our friends fear and doubt in our current jobs. So they come up all the time. They come up with new projects. When people are talking about something that we're like, oh gosh, I don't know about that. Uh, When we're given a stretch assignments, when we feel like we're under resourced, when we hear rumors like, oh, did you hear our company's getting bought? I'm like, ah, my paycheck. So let's start right at the beginning. Like, How do we recognize when fear and doubt are raising their ugly hands?
0: So it all starts with awareness, right? Sure. When we're aware, we can accept that we're having the experience. We may not like it, but Mm -hmm. we don't have to judge it. We can just accept it. We can work with it. And acceptance is always the first step. Mm -hmm. So the idea for this episode came from a conversation I had with one of my clients a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I commented on a conversation I had had with a colleague who's a new manager and spoke about some of the fear she was experiencing as she stepped into being a leader. Mm -hmm. And my client responded by pushing back with me and made a comment about fear being a really strong, strongly worded. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I realized from my perspective, fear and doubt, they're just completely normal, right? We all have them all the time. I mean, we have to kind of acknowledge our fears and and that's the first step in starting to take away the power we give to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the conversation made me want to do this episode because we've got to normalize this. Yes. Like we're all human beings and guess what? We have fears and doubts. Mm -hmm. And the best way to navigate that is to acknowledge it acknowledge that they're there, accept it, and know that you're going to have to navigate fear and doubt and just be prepared to move forward anyways.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So denying the existence isn't going to help you and it may make things worse.
1: Absolutely. The person who says, I'm never afraid, or I don't doubt myself, they are full of, you know what?
0: Yeah. Don't believe that because it's just not true.
1: And they're the ones with the biggest fears and doubts mm-hmm. and that they're covering because they're so afraid that they're afraid and doubting mm-hmm. that they're saying they never do it. So they're the furious of the doubtiest. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they're so afraid they can't even acknowledge those feelings. And that can be really bad to have Habit in the place, especially, but in life.
0: So dear listener, if you have fears and doubts, just know that you're normal. Okay. Yeah. And, you, you know, hopefully we're going to share a couple of things that might help you to navigate.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about fear first, right? Fear is not always bad. In fact, it can be really protective. Like mm-hmm. back in our cave days, it alerted <laughs> us to danger. It, it's our spidey sense. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it can be, a, it's a warning sign that says, be careful, look out. It's like when you think a car is coming up beside you, you're afraid, but you like react. Mm -hmm. And even there was, I I heard something from Adam Grant just the other day that was about how pessimists are the ones in the workplace who alert us to danger. If everybody's optimistic, that's great. That's great. We're all going to produce a lot of really bad ideas. It's the pessimists in the room and we could go into like diverse teams and all that. Mm -hmm. But having someone who's like, whoa, 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 you know, let me play devil's advocate here or, yeah, I don't know that that'll work. They may be... Right. They may be wrong, but they at least are another voice in the room that helps you see things from another angle. And often pessimism can come from some sort of fear. So our physical response to fear is important to listen to. So our thoughts racing, the the nervous feeling we get inside but it's not always a bad thing. It's just something that alerts us. And when we say, oh, I'm scared, why am I scared?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like fear was designed to protect us. It, yes. it's, a, it's a survival mechanism, right? So we don't have to yes. judge it, right? right. We need, so... You know, you. I think you talked really well about the physical response, right? Mm-hmm. Sweaty palms, you know, all sorts of things. Accelerated mm-hmm. heart rate, blood pressure raises, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we also have an emotional response, right? right. And that's what we're really going to talk about here today. Yeah. Like, unlike the physical symptoms, which are pretty universal. The emotional response depends on who is experiencing it, so it's unique, just like all of us, right? Sure, it's highly personalized. Mm-hmm. And some people, some people seem to thrive on stress, Evelyn, incredibly well. I'm thinking, you know, extreme sports, roller coasters, scary yeah. movies—people who love that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then there are people who have a negative re- reaction to the feeling of fear mm-hmm. and are going to avoid it at all costs. Yep. Right. And so my question there is, you know, if you're avoiding your fears at all costs, what is that costing your career?
1: Right, right. So uh, to ahead. just use your adrenaline example, right? Like I know someone who works in an office of the CTO. He codes up to the very last second. It drives his boss literally insane. But like he uses that adrenaline yep. and fear to produce his best work. So mm-hmm. you may have people on your teams that use that response for go time. Right. And knowing that about each other can also help us. So it could help me if I worked with that person to know that that's their pattern. So my fear of being late, knowing that he produces at the last minute every time could be assuaged by knowing what is yeah. going to happen knowing again.
0: that he's going to come through. Right. And, and right. realizing that you don't have to worry about that because he his, usually comes through. Right.
1: Right. That his fear is going to drive mm-hmm. him at the last minute. And my fear that it won't get done will be okay.
0: Right. Right. So depending on the person, people are going to mm-hmm. look at it positive or negative. Sure. We're, we're going to speak more to the negative today, just because yeah. the positive, you know, if, if that's the way you navigate fear, kudos to you. Yeah. So we're going to share some coping strategies mm-hmm. for fear. First thing, if you are finding yourself in a situation where like a fear has hit you at work, if you can take a five minute break and just step away from your desk, that Mm -hmm. is, that's the best thing to do. Right. And if you can't take a break, take a few deep breaths. Yep. Right. That is a great
1: thing. If you're having any real emotional Mm -hmm. response, maybe not like euphoria or something, Mm -hmm. but like, I think. Taking a five minute break is a great thing for any negative emotional response that you're feeling. So it just allows you to acknowledge it and then kind of set your head right. So mm-hmm. anytime that you're feeling that high blood pressure, but mm-hmm. you know, your heart's going, you're sweaty, if you can at all, at least take those deep breaths, but take a five minute break and like, <sighs> talk yourself down a little bit, it will help you so much to Mm -hmm. acknowledge that reaction that you're having.
0: One of my mentors jokes with me and says, Oh, Kat, you're practicing the pause. Yeah. If we can be present enough to realize, Oh, I need to pause. Mm -hmm. It can make a world of difference. Mm -hmm. So practice Mm -hmm. the pause when you can people. For sure. There are lots of different breathing techniques for me taking just A few deep breaths can totally change my state. Yep. Another breathing form that I really like is called box breathing. And I Mm -hmm. think that it was originated and with the Navy seals, Mm -hmm. but it's, uh, you breathe in for four seconds and then you hold for four seconds, Mm -hmm. then you exhale for four seconds Mm -hmm. and then hold again for four seconds before you start your next breath in. And there's something about that, that really kind of regulates and calms down.
1: Mm-hmm. And what it does too is that you're concentrating on the counting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you're not concentrating on the fear or whatever is getting you
0: upset. And that's part of the magic of it. Yep. Yep. So yeah, we talked about this already, but gosh, if you're if you're flooded with fear, acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, this is fear. And I'm going to accept that this is my experience of the moment. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing with feelings, they're not permanent. Mm -mm. right? So if you can acknowledge that it's going on, that alone can take away some power. It's just a feeling. Mm -hmm. How much power you give to it is up to you. Right, right. Another thing is to ask yourself, is this true? (laughs) Do, Do I know that this is true? Because a lot of times when we're in that state of fear, we tell ourselves stuff that isn't true. Right. So that's a good one that's helpful. Is it true? Right. Right. And then another thing that some people like to do is think about the worst case scenario, right? Mm -hmm. When you think about the worst case scenario, that's the worst thing that's going to happen. Most likely that's not going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally. And then another thing is to remind yourself of other times when you've navigated, when you've felt fear and have been Mm -hmm. able to move forward successfully. Yeah. Because if you're here right now listening, you've navigated fear (laughs) and have moved forward successfully, right? For sure.
1: Well, and I love the that you said, ask yourself if it's true, because mm-hmm. sometimes we tell stories in our head. Sometimes we're hearing rumors. And when I ask myself, is it true? I also then ask myself, can I control this? Mm-hmm. So going back to our, is my company going to be bought rumor mm-hmm. or whatever, little is has no control over whether the company gets bought or not. So even if it is true, there's literally nothing I can do, but do my job. Yep. So- I can't engage because right. I can't allow the fear to take me over because I can't do anything about it. And when you're thinking about like those worst case scenario, what would that look like? What's the best case scenario? What mm-hmm. what if what's the 180 of that? Mm-hmm. Because that can focus your fear in the right direction. Because mm-hmm. if you're focusing on the best thing that can happen, you can go all in versus the worst case where you want to run.
0: Right. That's smart. I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So some others that we came up with, like asking, like, is this fear? Am I scared or, or could I be excited about what could be? Mm-hmm. So sometimes fear is like an excitement, but there's maybe a change that it would happen or something like that. And so change can be scary. So we, we're we running from the change instead of the thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I've played with that. And uh-huh. it's kind of fun to shift a fear mm-hmm. over into excitement, right? Mm-hmm when we can do that, that's, that's a pretty good skill to play with.
1: It's a great skill to play with. And it's also great to acknowledge it. Cause like, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm actually excited about that idea. Well, it's a little scary, but I'm super excited. What if it actually happened? That'd be awesome. So Mm -hmm. it just reframes. And then another one is to make a plan like with small steps. So if it's like, oh my gosh, I could be leading this giant project, which is our number one company initiative this quarter. Like, rah, I want to run away. And they're like, wait, what would I need to do to get this done? What are the resources I need? What are the, How do I break it out into time chunks? And all of a sudden you're making it a lot more manageable mm-hmm. so that you can meet your deliverable or make it happen. So- Instead of having it be this giant thing that I need to get done, what do I need to get done first? And breaking Mm -hmm. it down makes it a lot more manageable.
0: Chunking it down. Chunking it down is awesome.
1: Chunking it down. And the 10th is kind of like that best case, worst case thing, but like if it doesn't go well, like you will survive it. Yep. And so like allowing yourself to fail, making sure you're doing your best, but being human, we don't, hit a home run every time we're at bat. In fact, a really
0: good batting average is only 300. So a lot of these companies out here in the Valley, in the Silicon Valley, they, you know, they have that fail fast kind of philosophy. So, you know, I think that that's a great cultural thing to have, like that mistakes are learning opportunities and it's okay to fail, but just do it fast and recover.
1: Right and learn from it, Mm -hmm. learn Mm -hmm. from it. But, you know, if you look at VCs, how often they pick winners versus not winners, like all the things, Mm -hmm. nobody's got it a hundred percent. So if you fail, learn from it, be able to reflect on it move forward with your life. And that's a good thing. Um, I love the next one is to reward yourself. Mm So it's so funny. I like, I know for me, when I do something scary, I do, I'll reward myself. And it's like with a mocha, it's not, you know, with a Louis Vuitton purse every time (laughs) it's a mocha, but -hmm. it's like, this is my reward mocha. And Mm -hmm. I'm so happy about it. And and so it doesn't have to be flashy. It's just like an acknowledgement. Look at me. I did it. I, you know, Star of the day, give myself a sticker.
0: I have a friend who had a big personal goal for herself. Mm-hmm. And when she hit all of the components of, of kind of the daily things that she had to do to meet mm-hmm. her goal, she mm-hmm. gave herself, you know, those those little gold stars that that we got as kids in elementary school, right? I and love so that. She got a gold star every day and it became fun to ask her what her streak was, right? How many gold stars do you have now, right? And, and it went into the hundreds because she was rocking it. And yeah. that little thing, it may seem silly, but it helped keep her going. So it's awesome. whatever works, right? I mean, this is, it's figuring out what, Is going to work for you with regards to fear is really a highly personalized thing. But whatever you find works, do more of it, right?
1: Right, totally, totally. And there's so many different goals that we set for ourselves, and so many different things. And yes, I love like little gold stars. It Mm -hmm. works in kindergarten, and it works in Mm -hmm. adulthood. It's just it's accountability. Yep. The next one is. you know, it's that thing we believe in wholeheartedly is around self-care. And when you're fearful or in a state of stress, it's important to sleep and eat right and, and move your body and be mindful. And if you have a meditation practice and all of those things, do some deep breathing. So, take care of yourself while you're experiencing something that is uncomfortable.
0: Amen. We talk about this almost every episode, but (laughs) like by taking good care of yourself, you're going to set yourself up for success. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. For sure. And then trust yourself and, and, it's a must-have list around a job, but like have your values and what's important to you close to your heart mm-hmm. and make sure that the decisions you're making align with those values and what's cr- close to your heart. So knowing that it's normal and healthy and can even keep us out of danger, also acknowledging that we're not perfect and we do have fears and we're human, mm-hmm. it prevents us from being the jerk on the team when... You know, we know we don't want to be that. So know that the most successful people don't let doubt or fear derail them, but they have it. Mm -hmm. And really good ones that show vulnerability acknowledge it, Mm -hmm. but they don't let it sabotage them. And I think that's really what we're talking about. And there's a term that I learned from a parenting coach once uh, that said to teach our kids to name it, to tame it.
0: I love and that.
1: I love it and it's so true.
0: And because it's basic. It's like, okay, yeah. what am I fe- what am I feeling? Okay. Like uh, when you can identify it, it just it takes away the power of the other this big thing that is is overwhelming you and you can't even name, right?
1: Yeah. Like I had a fear, and this is kind of silly, but I had a before my kids went to camp, they go to a Jewish summer camp and there was an anti-Semitic thing that happened outside the summer camp a week or two before they went. And with the political climate, with all the things, Ugh. I my head started going a little loony-toony-boony, I'm not going to lie. And I had to name it, this is fear, this is, I can't control it, it's a eras- like, mm-hmm. And I had to talk myself back from what I really wanted to do, which was to hide my children under their beds and then lock them in their rooms so that they wouldn't be there. And, you know, everything's been fine, the camp added security, like, but I really had to name what was going on because I read that and I went straight to hide the children mode. And instead I had to take a bunch of deep breaths, name it, say, this is fear. This is this, this is that. And, and really back out of it.
0: Yeah. You really, that was a good example of kind of reframing your thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? We Mm -hmm. talk about that a lot and being able to do that is a really good skill.
1: And one of my values is to live your life and Mm -hmm. to have different experiences and to, as a parent, build independence into my children. And I had to remind myself that locking them in their rooms did not do any of those things. And Mm -hmm. so they are at camp and having a great time and they are safe. And that's important. And mom
0: and dad are having a good time too, right? Yeah, that's a byproduct. That's good. That's awesome. So when we see something that we want in the workplace, Mm -hmm. but we start to talk ourselves out of it Mm -hmm. and fear and doubt start to get in the way, We'll start to come up with excuses and not, you know, not to go for the promotion, not to raise our hands for the projects. Mm -hmm. When it comes to work and promotions and leadership, this disproportionately affects women. Mm -hmm. You know, we ask ourselves, how can we have the audacity to want that?
1: No. And and like, I love how you said that we want Mm -hmm. at work, right? Like, Mm something that we want. And then we're like, Oh no, I can't. Mm -hmm. And like, I get it. There's a lot of different factors in life that we all have to consider. But like, instead of saying, running away, say, how can I make this work? What Mm -hmm. would I need? What support would I need? What, what do I need to do to make this work? But if you identify it as something that you want, don't give fear and doubt that power Mm -hmm. to take it away from you when it's an opportunity in front of you.
0: Not with at least asking yourself the questions, like, mm-hmm. how could I make it happen? Mm-hmm. How, What would I need to do? Those questions that you asked, those are the things that you want to tag on to the other thoughts.
1: For sure. And just to to tag on to what you just said about how it disproportionately affects women, um, according to McKinsey, for every 100 men promoted to manager, only 85 women were promoted. And the gap is even larger for some women, like only 58 Black women and 71 Latinas were promoted for every 100 men. At the beginning of 2020, women were significantly outnumbered in entry-level management. They were holding just 38% of manager-level positions, while men were holding 62%. Mm. So when you think about that, you think about if we're a 50-50, you know, 50% men, 50% women in our society, there's a lot of people that are holding themselves back from opportunities, and fear and doubt can have a lot to do with that.
0: Absolutely. And um, if we can encourage you to move yourself forward, that's that's really the whole goal of this episode. Yeah, that's it. We can often worry about our current job performance, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when we're not getting feedback from mm-hmm. our manager. We can worry about performance, work-life balance, our ability to succeed in something new. Mm-hmm. If we don't feel 100% able, we don't mm-hmm. raise our hands. Mm-hmm. And we want to encourage you to raise your hands even when you're not feeling it 100%. In fact, mm-hmm. I think that if you're feeling it 70%, go for it because you can figure yes. out the rest.
1: For sure. And I love a lot of companies and their new job descriptions are like, we don't expect you to have all of this. But if you have most, mm-hmm. throw in a resume. Because like, yeah, when you have none, please don't throw in a resume. You're not getting the job. But if you've got most... Yeah, I might because probably like no one has all and probably Mm -hmm. the 20% that you don't have, you can get rather easily, especially if you're internal though and they already know you, Mm -hmm. go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Because
0: the worst thing that can happen is that you get a no. But the right. best thing is, is you land yourself into a new opportunity and you're going to grow and you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. And when we grow and learn, we seem to be happier in our careers, right? Yes.
1: Complacency, no, not fun for most. Uh-uh. So just some things to, strategies for you to overcome when you're feeling that uh, icky doubt feeling is to listen to your own excuses. Mm-hmm. So like, wait, why can't you do that? Mm-hmm. And I think back to our friend, Larry L. Lipkins and her clarity method and mm-hmm. her vision boards and like how she made stuff happen and wrote a book in like 27 days, which I'm still thinking about, obviously. So just pay amazing. she is so amazing. So <laughs> think about like what excuses are you making and what could you do to make those excuses go away? And again, to look back at your core values and look at what's important to you and see how you could make it happen because it's possible that that blocker isn't that big a blocker and can be taken away. And it's funny, like our next little piece of advice around overcoming self-doubt and fears is look at who you surround yourself with. The people people we surround ourselves with really do rub off on us. And if it's negative Nelly, we're going to be a little negative Nelly. And if it's uh-huh. positive Polly, we might be a little over indexed uh-huh. on positive Polly. Right. And so make sure your people, your friends, the colleagues that you choose to hang out with are people that you trust. they are good people, they're good friends, they're there for you. they're on your board of advisors or board advisor uh-huh. adjacent and and just surround yourself with people that you respect and admire. Because that mutual admiration society can really propel us to try something new or try something that we're afraid of.
0: Yeah, and our friends are going to have a big influence on us, right? So, it's, sure. it's important to be careful and to 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 choose wisely, right? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So, a few more, yeah. You know, self awareness can help mm-hmm. you to see your doubts for what they are. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, if you've got the fear, often there's going to be some doubts that will show up along with it. And friends, call, yeah, you can call mm-hmm. them out. Right. Yeah. They are passing thoughts or feelings, and they don't have to have power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This next one is a favorite one of mine because yeah. it's so important. When we're in this place where we've got the fears up, the doubts mm-hmm. are up, they're, they're mm-hmm. like doing a dance, right, in mm-hmm. our head the best thing you can do is, is to practice some self-compassion and kindness. Yeah. And, you know, ask yourself if a friend was navigating through the same doubts and fears that, that I am right now, how would you respond to your friend? Yeah. And then, and then just practice being just as kind to yourself. Totally. Know that this is a crazy thought, right? Because, you know, it's not like we're, we're taught to be kind to ourselves unless, you know, Mm -hmm. at least I wasn't, I had to learn (sighs) that. And it is a skill. So the more you practice it, the the easier it gets. Yeah,
1: I think of like there have been times that I felt fear and doubt, and I've asked you, Cat, what you mm-hmm. thought, and mm-hmm. you've re- you've encouraged me and been so kind and loving. And like sometimes, if you can't do that for yourself,
0: that's find the what friends, friends are I for.
1: Feel. Yes, and and because mm-hmm. that friend who sees you maybe in that moment of weakness, mm-hmm. not in a way you see yourself, will. Mm-hmm. Encourage you to move forward, and I think that is such an invaluable yeah. thing that we
0: can I, embrace. I can't count the times over the years where you've been that for me, Liz, and I'm super grateful for that because you know you mm-hmm. help me when my head's not on straight. You help me to get it on straight. Back at you. That's what good friends do.
1: Uh huh. Back at you, a hundred percent. So, just if you're like, okay what do I do? What do I get? So there's so much free content out there on stress management, like visualization and progressive muscle relaxation. You can Google it all, get the calm app headspace. Like Uh there, meditation galore out there.
0: And and try something a few times before you decide it doesn't work for you because sometimes it takes a little while for it to click. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. if you've tried listening to a certain meditation for 10 times and it still doesn't work, yeah. drop that and try something else. It's all about for figuring sure. out what tools are going to work for you. Not what tools work for me or what tools work for Liz. Nope. It's it's what's going to work for you. But mm-hmm. give it enough of a chance for it to actually stick. Mm-hmm. Like Meditation takes a while, I think. Mm -hmm. to really feel the benefit of it. Right. It's, I remember when I first started meditating, it was like, it was kind of a chore. It was work. Yeah. And you know, I'm grateful that I, I have a solid practice and now I can't imagine doing my morning without a little bit of meditation because it it helps me find my center.
1: Right. And like, I will say I meditate about five minutes a day, Mm -hmm. five days a week. And Some days it's a really good like zen thing and some days I can't turn my brain off and like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, there's always tomorrow. Like there's no, there's not a lot of rules.
0: Yeah, and you do your best, right? Yeah. Any of this stuff, you go into it and you give it your best shot. And, mm-hmm. and some days your best is better than other days, right? <laughs> For
1: sure, 100%. Um, In the beginning of this episode, we talked about imposter syndrome as fear and doubt personified. And uh, we do have two episodes, episode 12 with Amy Lewis and 51 with you, Piscare, that are both great examples of really successful people who have had to overcome imposter syndrome. So I also have to, tell you that my buddy Kat here does fabulous fear and doubt guided processes. So she can really help in one-on-one sessions, uh, help you identify and overcome.
0: Thank you, Liz. It's, um, it's super fun to actually work with folks that are willing to get real and be vulnerable mm-hmm. and to watch them come out the other side. It's just the best thing in the world. Um, yeah. So just to sum it all up. Mm-hmm. Remember, when you feel those feelings, when you when you get the fear or, you know, you have the doubt thoughts, just acknowledge them and make a plan to work through them. Mm-hmm. You've got this. And mm-hmm. we just want to support you in not letting fear and doubt get the best of you. Mm-hmm.
1: So if we can help you, let us know. And until next time. This is Real Job Talk, a podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler.
0: Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com. We'd love to hear from
1: you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and Real Job Talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. Use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com.
0: You can follow us on Twitter at RealJobTalk
1: and on Instagram and Facebook at RealJobTalkShow.
0: My name is Kat Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at DailyKat. And on LinkedIn, you can find me via Kathleen Nelson Troyer.
1: And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm at Liz Beeks and Salt. And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson.
0: Real Job Talk is a tech reckoning production. Our producer is John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And we're here by the water cooler waiting to talk with you.